Not overwhelmed, not underwhelmed, not completely whelmed, but mostly whelmed. I'm your host, Sam R.B., and welcome to the world of the wild, weird, and wonderful. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to our Patreon at MostlyWhelmed.com. For $5 a month, you'll receive early access to future episodes, bonus clips, and other patron-only perks. Esteban Munoz is a prolific writer, actor, rapper, director, and editor from Albuquerque, New Mexico, who currently resides in Portland, Oregon. He releases music under the moniker Chaz Matador and is constantly on the grind for new creative opportunities. You can find his work at estevanmunoz.com and follow him on Instagram at estevan.etc. Today I talked to Estevan about his creative process, his thoughts on acting and performance, and his spiritual mission as an artist. Esteban was my first remote guest on the show, and it was an absolute pleasure speaking with him. Well, without further ado, hello, Esteban, and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure, Sam. Or is it Sam Samuel? You could call me Sammy. You could call me Samuel. Samuel. Sammy was your first was your first one, so I would just call you Sammy. Well, how are you doing today? You know, I'm doing good. I'm doing good today. I think generally... Um, it's been a satisfying handful of weeks and you gotta just enjoy those weeks when they come. <laughs> yeah. So you're, you do rap, freestyle rap, you, you write, you, you act, you know, you mm-hmm. direct, you're kind of an all around entertaining man. <laughs> yeah. I, it's funny because yeah, I mean, that's just kind of what it is. Like I actually truly want to have like one thing that mm. I'm engaged with. And it's like, it's just really hard for me to do. Something really deep down wants it, but at a certain point, I almost wonder, like, man, am I just destined to just be doing, like, multiple things at all times? <laughs> like, maybe there's not, like, one final form for me because it just feels like the more I try to, like, find that thing, the more it eludes me and the more I just kind of, like, waste time. So... Yes, I do a lot of different stuff and a lot of different things. I think generally, though, the thing that connects most of them is writing. Like, I would say, like, at its essence, like, creatively, I like the rapping, the script writing. uh, I don't know. It's all writing to me. Like, Mm. rap feels like an exercise in, like, a literary form, and it always has. So, Um, but I have recently been, like, going really hard with making beats, and that's something I haven't done uh ever so yeah i don't know at the, at a certain point you just gotta i almost feel like is it just something i just need to like deep down accept that like i'm just a jack of all trades type of type of individual oh yeah well it seems to me that you've got this sort of character that you maybe you've developed it it, it seems to be apparent in a lot of your works like this character that's like sort of this almost like it's this uh it seems like sort of this satirical huge ego you know, passionate <laughs> artist man who's like trying to desperately to get everyone to take him seriously, you know? Wow. That is, that is funny. Uh, yeah. I mean, I would say I just love humor. I love comedy. I love character. I, I kind of shy away from taking myself like so literally or so seriously. And also, you know, for whatever reason, one or another, I like uh, I like illusions, or I'm I like I like the blending of fact and fiction, and I'm attracted 
I'm attracted to entertainers that kind of like mess with your head in a little bit of kind a of way. Like Andy Kaufman-esque kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, and not, I don't know, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I'm not someone who like Andy Kaufman is like my hero or anything, but generally, I mean, I don't know. I, it's just funny to hear that back because it's it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm like somewhat conscious of like at some points it's just like, no, I'm like clearly being satirical. But then at other points, I don't know. It's the way you said it was just like, man, is this literally how I'm coming across? And like every single th- is, is this just me? I don't even know. It's hilarious, uh, man. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, I, I would say recently with Instagram, more or less, I'm just going full blown satire at this point because that's the only way for me, at least personally to feel good about like using that, website is if i'm just like making a joke of either myself or i don't know i just use it i've just use it as like inspiration for like joke writing that doesn't like completely wink at the camera or if it does right. it's just like subtle i just like that kind of stuff where you can't quite tell you know if if it's real or not yeah yeah and i don't know man for whatever reason you know my favorite movies my favorite characters there's always a sense of again, walking that line between fact and fiction, reality and fantasy. And yeah, so that that's a perceptive observation, Sammy. You give me kind of like Nickelodeon vibes or like <laughs> Adult Swim, maybe. Ah, uh, I can see that. I'm animated. Yeah, your voice has this, it sounds like, <laughs> I mean, you could be a voice actor probably, you know? I think that, I mean, I don't know. I feel like that's a pretty sweet gig. I've never done voice acting, but it would be super fun, right? Because I don't even think you have to really memorize a lot of those lines. Like, I'm sure you just, you have a paper in front of you. Uh, yeah, I could, I don't know. I could see me doing voice acting. I've never genuinely gone for it. Um, but I do have a distinctive voice for sure. And I think it helps out rapping wise Yeah. just to like, or just musically i just have like an interesting sounding instrument if like if i'm a rapper my voice is my instrument and so like i don't know i would be like the same as like a trumpet player who mm-hmm. has like a crack in his like instrument which produces a weird sound or something yeah because you started out in acting right yeah so when i was six years old I started theater and I, I basically yeah i mean acting was the very very first thing um and I was in theater from like age six to age 12. And then in middle school and high school, I like uh, kind of transit. I did like the high school theater program for a year at Sandia High School, but I was like very, very not into the teacher. She made it like a really terrible, like weird hierarchy of just like subordination and it was just very weird vibe not not for me but i i very i got a lot into like short films and writing and directing and then uh and then it kind of grad and then i moved to portland and then the rapping thing has just it was like a tangent like the first time i like did it i just like made a video for fun and my friend was like you should put out a mixtape and i was like this is just gonna be like a one-off what are you talking about this is literally just a joke but I don't know. Then the rapping thing became its own thing. And I just, at a certain point, I was like, oh, I guess I am just doing this. And then, I don't know, I've kind of circled back into acting. Now it's just this like multimedia exper- experience. But yes, I think the the very, for- the, the base of it all was, was just acting. 
So, so do you feel like in a certain sense when you're rapping, there's a certain act that you're putting on for <laughs> it? Yeah, or it's funny you say that because I think, it's, well, okay, I wouldn't say that I'm like a character with like, in terms of like the perspective of lyricism, like when I'm writing lyrics, I don't necessarily like, oh, like Chaz Matador is like a character. It's a mask. I don't really think in terms of that, but in terms of like performing and recording lyrics, um, yeah, I think like my background acting and performing and doing it on stage and just generally performing has just like really helped me. Whereas like some other people I know who like record lyrics or vocals who don't have that like performing experience, I think it's like a little bit harder for them to like get into this idea of like performance. But so I think, I think specifically in terms of like putting on an act, I think that comes more out with the actual recording of the lyrics, but I don't necessarily see like rapping or my rap as like, I'm portraying this like defined satirical character. Mm. I mean, some songs, sure, maybe if it's funny, but I don't know, music specifically, I don't want to think about it too much. I don't want to put too much intellect. I don't know. I That's music to me, like I'm, I've kind of, satisfied with more like i'm trying to like make a career out of other creative things and the music i love making music it's a passion but i don't know i just want to keep it lighthearted and fun and part of that for me is like not being too over intellectual or like studied about it and just more like oh if it makes me laugh then like i'm gonna do it <laughs> Is that kind of how you like to approach writing your lyrics or your scripts? I mean, do do you do you go in with this sort of very, I don't know, uh, intuitive approach, or do you mm. or do you find? Because I find that myself, I'm very meticulous oftentimes mm. to a fault. You know. Mm. Well, okay. So I would say across the board, lyrics, screenwriting, short story writing, because I like. I have a bunch of short stories that I'm just kind of like building up this like big folder of, but generally speaking, how I write, I just like, I sprint to the end of the first draft. <laughs> I know I'm totally someone who like, no, just literally vomit it. And like the only wrong answer is if it's not finished. Um, and then after that, from like first draft to second draft to third draft, I get more and more and more meticulous where like the 10th draft is literally like, yeah, I mean, you're, like, replacing, like, the most innocent, like, you're, like, replacing shit, or you're changing shit that, like, really shouldn't be changed. So, I would say, by nature, I'm actually very meticulous, and, like, I'm very detail-oriented, but I think for a while there, I was preventing my creative progress in terms of just being able to get things done and showing it to people by, yeah, just, like, having, just being a perfectionist and just, like, not yeah, just not letting it flow. I don't know. I think there's several things in my life that like shifted for me to like get to a place, but anyone who has like trouble writing or just generally being creative, like I always, if they ask for it, my advice is generally like, you gotta just like allow yourself to make like the really, really stupid first draft, <laughs> but like have fun with, have fun with that. Like have fun with like a total piece of shit. And like, if you just accept, it's kind of like freestyle rapping where like, if you accept that you're gonna sound stupid, then that's when you actually unlock something that 
could be actually funny or awesome. And so I don't know, basically like I'm meticulous, but I'm only meticulous once the thing is actually there. And once I can see the ending, because if I can't see the ending and I'm trying to like make the first sentence perfect, I'm never going to finish. Yeah. So you don't even allow yourself to get stuck anywhere on your first draft. No, dude, it's all, but okay. There's a downside to that though, because you know, I've written like say screenplays with like a very loose idea and I just like sprint out this like 80 to like a hundred page script. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's finished. I reached the end. I reached the end. It's a thing, but you know, I don't know a downside of, of those kinds of just like from your gut writing is you tend to, you can go down, you can end up just kind of in some ways, it's like you're procrastinating just doing the work of like figuring your shit out where like you end up just going down like a 60 page detour that like just there's nothing to it. It's just complete. And so, you know, that's the thing with ultimately what I'm trying to do creatively or just like how I approach it. It's just, you know, a balance between uh you know, instinct. And I don't know if it's intellect, but just like structure with chaos. That's basically what I'm trying to capture. It's like, like have the germ of the thing be this like really chaotic, beautiful mess, but like have like a structural sound for it. Because I'm, I don't know, there's some artists that like their whole output is just like pure stream of consciousness and I respect it. I really do. But no, I don't know. I think personally, there's something like super satisfying about revising and editing and like really scenes and really like getting the most out of like an idea to like the very final form or as final as you can take it. Because I don't because that's the thing. You could just keep going. Yeah, I find myself. I, I've often said this. I, I do feel that oftentimes quality does come from just sheer quantity you know if you just have oh, enough yeah. stuff it's better to have more that you can cut down it's like sometimes like when you write a song or you know you write you know a story or whatever it's like get the whole party out make the mess you know and then the oh, next yeah. morning then you can tidy it up you can clean it all out you know totally well and i'm just like a big I love brainstorming. I love the pos like in some ways, like my, the most satisfying part of like a creative project is almost like the most frustrating for me mm. because I think by default, I'm like a dreamer by default. I'm just a dreamer. And like, I'm not an actual doer. I've had to learn how to become a doer. And so my instinct is I love the brainstorming stage. And I love like, I love like, okay, if you want to come up with like an album name, like brainstorm 100 album names and just allow yourself to write like 100 really stupid ideas. But <laughs> yeah. hey, but then you go back and like number 83 is actually pretty good. And that's like the paradoxical secret is like, if you allow yourself to say like 30 really just like, I have no idea what I'm saying type of ideas, like eventually you're just because the, the thing is, is like in terms of making great stuff, like it comes from a place of relaxation and it mm -hmm. comes from a place of having your guard down and just being open and flexible and like a soft little baby, just like open to the moment. It's not by like, I mean, maybe some great, some great pieces of stuff like you're like banging your head on the wall or something. But I think still like the germ of a lot of great things, it comes from like a playful environment 
However, you know, I do believe, or at least for me personally, like there, I do like want to cultivate a discipline to take those, the, the instinctual to like its highest place without losing the instinct. And it's like a moving target. It's like very difficult to know basically when to stop, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I went on a tangent. No, I mean, what, what do you think it took to strengthen your ability to just start doing instead of just dreaming? I mean, to be honest, dude, it was just like massive amounts of like inner frustration and just mm. stress mm. of just like really, really wanting to like be able to be creative. But yeah, just like, I honestly, I think it was literally just inner stress that just, and, but Hey, I don't know. So I don't, you know, I'm not someone that like, I don't know. It seems like some people, they were like 10 mm. and they just started doing stuff. <laughs> yeah. And like, that's really cool. And like, I, to some extent I was doing that with acting, but that was nice because it wasn't like self-initiated. It was like, oh, I go there and like, I have a script to read and someone tells me what to do and I show up at this time. So it was nice to have that, but I, I don't know like the ability to just like self-initiate and just like do something and like, I, it didn't come easy to me. And I think what changed was, well, okay. First it was like just deep, deep existential frustration <laughs> at myself. But then also, you know, I think one of the, one of the most uh, rewarding decisions I've ever made absolutely was just moving from Albuquerque. And I think, and it's not even specifically like what it more was is just putting myself in a new environment because I, I went to Portland and I just basically went to a bunch of different music shows and a bunch of different creative like gatherings. And I was like, I was watching, you know, 23, 24 year olds. I was like 18 at the time. So I thought they were like, whoa, these are like old, cool, like artist people. And I, you know, I, here in Portland, I found a bunch of artists that I just really loved. I just admired, like their work spoke to me, but it wasn't like this, like, oh, I only see like cool artists on the internet. Like they're far away. Like that's fantasy, like whatever they're doing. But like in Portland, I was able to like see an artist that I really loved, but then I was able to like talk to them after the show and like introduce myself and sometimes even become friends with them. And it was through that experience where it was almost like the hocus pocus was kind of shattered where it's just like, oh, like these people not only, you know, they're like you. And like, if you meet, if you know them enough, it's just like, oh, these people aren't like self-actualized right, or like right. these like more wiser beings. Like they're all full of shit and drama. And like, I can see through them like after just three weeks, but um, no, I think that was big. So it was just like enough inner frustration but then also it was like externally just meeting people who were able to like, they were a little bit farther ahead in terms of just like putting things out there and just realizing like, oh, like it, it's doable. Like it's no longer this fantasy. It's so I think it was just gradually those things. And then, you know, like your little wins become bigger wins and then you can start. And then, you know, I guess the third thing, and it's again, community related, but beyond having artists that were just like these people on the podiums that you could sometimes talk to and have a beer with. But then at a certain point you start making art with friends and other people. And then it starts like, Oh, like I made a project with this person. And then I think that has also, it's, it, it's gotten me 
you know, just being sort of, it's like easy to, it's, I think it's generally easier to be creative when there's like more creative people around mm. you. Cause a lot of the time it's just like, and this goes for anything. It's just like, just even looking at someone do something that you didn't even think was possible. Like that's mind blowing. And that's like a very powerful experience. And like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think of this example, but it's almost yeah, I think of this example of like, you know, if you're just like deep in the South and everyone miles and miles in all directions are just extremely racist. I don't know. It would be pretty hard not to be just a little racist yourself. Right. If literally that if you don't even, you know, like you're so and it, I don't know, like that's kind of it's like a funny comparison, but it's kind of what I think about where it's just like you just watching people just be who they are and like having them like embody certain things that, you know, that in of itself is like mind blowing. So I think it was all three of those things that helped out. But um, yeah, I mean, it's generally like I do like writing consultation and I like a lot of what I do for money is I basically just like help other people. Either I like ghost write or I co-write or sometimes just like coach someone with their creative thing it's typically writing but um I, I love doing that because i very much resonate with like the deeply frustrated person because that's where i started and you know to some extent it still follows follows me to this day and at a certain point it starts becoming like more general like mental health like lack of self-acceptance like lack of self-love like it's not all like you know what i mean like at a certain point it's like unhealthy to like have that amount of like frustration but i don't know i'm very empathetic to someone who just like has a bunch of ideas but like doesn't know how to kind of get them out or they kind of just like for one reason or another just because like again i feel like i i work i practice myself out of that abracadabra abracadabra Ultimately, like no idea is stupid. I think executions can be stupid because you can have like a really great idea, but a really bad execution. To me, it's just like no idea is like inherently good or bad. Right, like right. theoretically, any idea could work. Um, and that's another thing to go back to like, it's not even like, it's not even about like seeing how far a really stupid idea goes. It's just more like, developing just like a neutral relationship to any and all ideas you have mm. like not being i don't know that's another thing is just like not not being like so in love with any one idea or even like you know because that's another thing that i think prevents people from like being creative is like they're so hard on themselves and they're so hard on their ideas and they write they write on a piece they write a story on a on a single sheet and they just think it's so stupid, but like in reality, it's not. It's just like mm -hmm. a, it's a little bit of both. And so, yeah, I guess that's another, I don't know, kind of circling back and tangentially a little bit. It's not even that I think that ideas are stupid. It's just more I've like I've developed a detached relationship with them where like I can work with like I'm a, I don't know, like I have the the space like whether or not they succeed it doesn't have to do with like my like value or like my self-respect because it's just like 
it's just a new, I don't know. It's just neutral. If mm. that makes any sense. Yeah, so, yeah. And there are other people who just think, I think especially beginners, they, 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 they think they've come up with the best idea in the world and they're not willing to even explore it to its fullest because they just think, oh, the very first thing I came up with is so brilliant. Wow. Yeah, totally. And that's why, yeah. I mean, it is a numbers game. Like you were saying, like if you want to be a writer, don't, don't write one story. I don't know. To me, being like you just you write 100 and then pick your favorite mm, yeah. and then that's your story but like yeah so and you know that the ability to just churn out and obviously it's very different from medium to medium because say for a filmmaker it's why i respect filmmakers but you know that's a hard life because it it takes so much resources to just do one even a short film that like you know as opposed to a writer like me i can sit down and like literally write 100 stories in like 10 days you can't make 100 movies in 10 days though <laughs> yeah. like you can but it would you know it would so it depends on your medium but generally though still the ability to just make a bunch of stuff but like don't put the pressure on like releasing like all right. of it. just realize that like 70%, 80%, maybe even more is just meant to be like left on your lab coat essentially. Yeah. But to me that's fun because it takes the pressure. To me that was like a huge shift because it like I was able to have more fun creating because like if this idea doesn't work out, then I'll I literally have 50 other ones, so like just have fun with it and Yeah. Well, what are you working on now? Um Right now, I am actually co-writing a script with Rocco. Um, and I kind of did like some script. I did like story edits with I Need You Dead. It was more like I lived with him at the time and he was writing a script and I read it and I just like talked to him about it every week. But now like me and him are like in draft seven of like uh, he's, he's going to direct it. Uh, it's like a feature length movie. And, um, so yeah, that's one of them. So, and that's been like going on for like over a year now that me and him have been like shooting it back and forth. Um, and then beyond that, I'm finishing an album with my friend Smythe and that's going to be like a duo, like full length hip hop album. And then after that, I just kind of have a bunch of like Lucy songs of like beats that I've made myself, like instrumentals that I'm just kind of like in a more like quote-unquote haphazard way I just have like my little studio like in my closet and I'm just like to me like that's more uh, exercise of like a spontaneous like to me like the script and like my album with my friend Smythe or Spinach that's like an exercise and like a really like fully formed thing whereas like right now my own beats and instrumentals and songs it's just like I don't know have fun with it and just like so I have like a song that I'm like edit like i'm like putting i just like i'm putting together a video for it and just releasing it and then after that i like freelance right like i'm uh i'm getting paid i basically get paid to like bring people's ideas uh i don't know just like people who have like oh i got a crazy like mm. trilogy sci-fi idea but like i don't have the time or i don't know how to write it blah 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 and like I get together with them. And so I'm doing that, but that one's a little bit more like, it's not like a creative passion necessarily, but it's just like, you know, it's a commission essentially. Yeah. Um, and then that's, I mean, that's essentially 
what I have going on. It's a lot and it's too much and it's just like a little overwhelming. Um, well, it does seem to me that especially in your collaborative work, you really have a good sense of how to like flow with your the other people who are acting with you or rapping with mm-hmm. you. You know, where where do you think that how do you think you 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 gel with somebody in that way creatively? I mean, to be honest, I think collaboration is like my true gift. Mm-hmm. Where and honestly, I think beyond even that, I think like my most basic passion in life is just connecting with other people. Mm. Um, I'm a very interpersonally driven. I don't know. I just, I'm just a relationship person. Like I just love relationships with people. And I just, to me, like, you know, it's satisfying to be in your little reclusive artist hole and to like bust out something that just from top to bottom is just completely yours. There's something definitely satisfying about that. But ultimately, like my the most exciting things that I've ever been a part of are like the things where like 70% of it wasn't even my idea. Mm. Um, so I don't know. I just I just honestly like I just love watching really talented people do their thing. Like I just love seeing another person's gifts. And I just feel like I don't know. I just think collaboration. When you just like, I don't know, if you're just friends with someone and you just like love what they bring to the table, then it's just kind of easy. I don't know. Also, I think I just maybe generally have like a, I just, I'm I'm a bit of a mutable, mercurial individual <laughs> where like I can, I can entertain. I'm like not the most certain individual, but the the upside of that is that I can entertain a lot of different possibilities. And so when I'm collabing with people, um, you know, I, I just love the experience of like merging two ideas from two different people into one thing that neither of us could have done alone. Mm-hmm. And to me, I genuinely think like that's like humanity at its finest collaboration. Um, so I don't know. I think to answer your question, like, how do I gel with people? I just think generally, I just, it's just the art of, of relation and the art of communicating and the art of just being with other people. It's just something that comes very intuitively to me, but you know, there's something about it that like, you know, it's like anything where it's just like, if you go too far on, on either end, like, you know, on my end, if I go too far down that road, then that's just like a very codependent person. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at the same time, if you're too far on the other end, then it's just like, this dude is a flaming narcissist <laughs> who like is completely has like no human like relationships and like his life is probably extremely empty. So, you know, it's about cultivating somewhere in the middle, but I think it's fair to say that, you know, everyone has a place on the spectrum where they just kind of naturally inhabit. And it's, you know, at a certain point, it's good to like honor the thing it is that you just kind of naturally are, but it's also good to like stretch and challenge yourself to be the thing that isn't the most easiest. Um, I don't know, man. I think that, I think it basically boils down to, I just love people. Mm. I truly do. And that's why, like, you know, 
That's why I love script writing. I love characters because I just love people. I just think we're like a fascinating, fucked up bunch. Like, I just think, and I don't need, uh, yeah, I don't know. So I think that's, that's what it is. <laughs> mm, wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you seem like a very joyful, springy, you know, kind of, you know, just embrace <laughs> the fun of things in some way. But you, you also seem very, like, you are very prolific and you, you get the mm. work done too. Mm. I mean, I try to be because like I said, man, like, and you know, at certain points, it's like unhealthy. And at certain points, you could say it's capitalist brainwashing. And at certain points, it's like an inability to love yourself and all these other things. But I don't know, I just have that. I don't know. It just like really, it really bugs me to like not be able to do something. And it just, I don't know, I just, I just really struggled with, I just really wanted to I don't know, man. I just think there's certain things that you're just born with. I just think we yeah. kind of all have like some sort of cosmic imprint. Right. And some people, you know, they're chill. And like, <laughs> that's not to say that they aren't, you know, industrious, you know, hardworking people. But I don't know. I just think that there's always been something restless in me and just something that's, you know, results oriented. But again, it hasn't come easy. Mm -hmm. And still to this day, you know, there's days where I'm like, I just feel total despair about just like, but I, but see, you know, at this point, I know that like, I've really worked hard and practiced a lot to get away from that. So at that point, for me to still feel despair about that, it, that's like more, you, I think you can, that's more reflective of like some other like mental, emotional, like, I think it comes down to self-acceptance or something. Cause at some point, like, you know, you know, and I say capitalist brainwashing because, yeah, I mean, there's always another mountain. It's restless. And that's like ultimately what's destroying everything is like this mindset of just like infinitely doing something is just like ultimately very overrated. Um, mm. So, yeah, you know, it's a lot of different things, but um yeah, I would say on a good day, I would say I'm joyful and springy, though. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you don't seem like someone who gets too caught up even in the the, the darkness of yourself either. Ah, uh, nah, dude. I unfortunately, I can. Unfortunately, I can't say that's true. Oh, I but that's see. That's why I love collaboration because, well, that's you know that's why I respect uh, what you do, and I think I read something. I think it was the bio of this podcast that I really related to. And it's something that I've been reflecting on, but I think ultimately like life is more interesting, like the less interesting you think you are mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like this, the, the, the let, and it's something I've thought about in terms of like confidence, because I think there's like multiple levels to confidence. There's like one level of confidence that just like walks into a room and in their head, they're just like, I'm the fucking coolest guy here. I'm probably the smartest guy in this room <laughs> and to some extent. And to some extent that is confidence and you will probably have a confident effect on people. Like people will probably be like, Oh, that's a confident person. But then I think like the, the deeper level of confidence is just someone who walks into a room and they're just like, Oh, what's this person about? Yeah. Oh, I'm just going to see what's up. It's someone that can actually disappear. And to me, I think, uh, and you know, I love that about collaboration is because, you know, like 
it is about kind of disappearing to some extent. But again, you know, everything in its own balance, because if you're just constantly looking to disappear all the time, I mean, I don't know, they, that can lead to some disastrous <laughs> results. But what? so, but, yeah. you know, so I don't know, I guess I do sometimes, honestly, like I do, I think, well, that's the thing is like, I think I am a bit of a self-absorbed person, like a lot of us are, you know, there's a lot of things in our culture that would essentially teach us to do that, whether or not that's my actual spirit. I don't know. That's, I probably can't make that case, but, um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's, you know, and that's, you know, being engaged with your life, being engaged with your world. It's, it's why your friend, Nate, you know, he's onto something like who is Nate? I don't know. <laughs> Who's Nate? Right. But no, I mean, ultimately, right. We're all, we're all these ghosts anyways. So. Yeah, and it's <laughs> one thing to be able to dance, you know, spectacularly by yourself. It's another thing to cultivate, you know, others to dance with you, you know, and, mm. and then you all become one collective dancer together, which is even more beautiful than, you know, the the individual parts themselves right and you know right i agree and ultimately i also think that not i think just everyone has very different spiritual missions mm -hmm. for some people they spiritually deserve to be in the spotlight mm -hmm. for other people i think they spiritually they're and that and this doesn't and this has nothing to do with what you want or what you desire. But some people like spiritually, they should maybe like make themselves a little less known. <laughs> so I, so I, I, you know, I think it's just like everyone's here for extremely different reasons. And um, for some people, like they should be the fucking spotlight. Mm. But I guess that's another thing is like, and that's something I just generally think about all the time. But, you know, there's the person you want to be. And then there's the person you are. And I, I don't know, man, I think more and more, I think it takes more courage to just be the person you are a lot of the time. Yeah. But here's the thing, though. It's very, it's very difficult to untangle what it is you are and what it is you want. It's very difficult to untangle, like, what's your actual essence or just what's like a really bad habit. Yeah. <laughs> so it takes, you know, and that's why I, I feel like that's, you know. But at the same time, I'm probably never going to be like someone like Nate, where like I'm literally just like, I don't know. I just, you know, I respect it deeply, but I mean, just being honest with myself, I'll probably never like be on that level of just like meditation. And so, you know, well, but that's something I think about a lot is just who am I? <laughs> and like what it what and like realizing like, I don't know, dude. Your desires, sometimes they're exact. I don't know, dude. Sometimes you just gotta, you gotta have the courage to just like shed things about yourself that are just like right. no longer working for you, no matter how much you want them. And dude, that's, that's a very challenging, challenging, uh, process that I think yeah, everyone yeah. on some level. It's like realize, I think, I think of it in this way, like realizing the parts of you or your essence that is unlike anybody else's on this whole planet, you know, 
And that's mm. that's a hard thing to to come to terms with because like you've never seen yourself on this planet before. You're you've you you're you you're raised and you grow up, you know, looking at all these different heroes, but you 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 have to discover who who am I exactly, you know? Mm. Yeah. Well, and you know, that's why I guess that kind of makes me think of like, you know, if you ever raise a kid, if you're ever a parent, the ideal child isn't someone that just follows each and every of your like commands, even if like what you're saying is true. Like, I don't know, just like talking to my stepdad about things and like him being like, oh yeah, like you shouldn't have done that. Or like, you shouldn't have been smoking weed at that age. And maybe I shouldn't have. But ultimately, like, I would rather have a kid that did, that just, like, didn't listen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, like, because ultimately, like, you only learn by, like, the mistakes you make. Yeah. And, like, if you're just constantly just doing what people tell you, you're just, you're not going to, I don't know. I think it's what I was saying earlier. It's just, like, some of the most valuable experiences have been when I've, like, done something deeply wrong. But I think that's an extremely important, you know, part of just like, yeah, because you realize what you are, but you can't do that if you're just like, I don't know. I don't, I guess, conforming to some extent, but yeah, I guess that's what that makes me think of is like, I guess, well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I was going. <laughs> well, what, well, it's, what's something that you feel like you've done that was wrong that that led you to who you are now mm. or it led you to discovering your spiritual mission mm. and what is your spiritual mission <laughs> what yeah, do you think it I'm, is it's to collaborate on one level or another and to like what what form does that collaboration take i don't know you know um is i do know like my there's something deep that I'm like meant I'm meant to connect with people in one way or another. And, you know, whether that be like on a team of like on a project or if that's, you know, being a teacher or being a counselor or being an artist who connects with their fans, I don't know, but it has something to do with, it has something to do with co-relation mm. personally. Mm. Um, but you asked a good question before that. And it was just like, what, oh, what have, what are the mistakes that I've made <laughs> that have led me to knowing who I am? Yeah. Um, I've said some really bad lies that like, I wouldn't, you know, I'm not going to repeat them, but yeah, I've said some like, and this was like, you know, a while ago, but yeah, I've said some bad lies that were like, whoa, that is like. And, you know, I remembered, like, at the time, people being, like, because I, I don't know, there's one that I said that was, like, holy shit, like, this is bad. I see. And I remember having to immediate, I remember, like, immediately, like, going to work, and there was, like, this manager that had only been there for a week, and I immediately just confessed because my guilt <laughs> was just so intense. And it was just so heavy that I li I essentially just confessed to a stranger and she ended up being pretty, you know, a laid back person. And she was just like, huh, that's really funny. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty fucked up. So she was cool. But 
Um, yeah, so I don't know. Like, but anyways, where I was going with that was like, because I ended up confessing to a lot of different people because I, again, the guilt was too much. Mm-hmm. But like the thing that all of them said was like, well, it's good that you're feeling this guilty because like the real red flag would be if like you had done this and you like literally didn't give a shit, mm-hmm. which is like at the time I was like, all right, fair enough. But like, I still feel like I've completely painted my soul black. Um, and so, you know, I think that lesson, um, it showed me what I'm capable of. Like it showed me like in my worst possible outcome, like what I could be. And I think that that's powerful because you, that's like a humbling experience and that's, and then, you know, it makes sense. You like look at people around you who, you know, their shit is aired publicly (laughs) in one form or another and, you know, maybe previously to those experiences, I would have been just like, how could, how the hell could that person do that? That's insane. I would never do that. But, you know, I, you know, I've done some stuff that I feel really ashamed about. And it's just like a matter of chance that it wasn't aired publicly. <laughs> Not that I've, <laughs> no, truly though. Yeah, and yeah. like, it's just complete chance. Like, I think a lot of people have some shit that like, if someone asked the right series of questions and made it just a little bit of public, like. It wouldn't look good. It would look <laughs> That's terrible. right. That's right. It would like it would negatively affect the way people view you. But so I don't know that that you know knowing what you're capable of in like a negative way can be good because um, well you know it's just humiliating. You just you, you know feeling smaller, surrendering to well, and it also just like I don't know it just gets you off your high horse because it's just like your your goodness or like what you perceive as your goodness or even your badness i personally dude it's just circumstantial like yeah. it ultimately just, it's a game of chance like versus like the person who's like robbing the bank versus the two people who are like talking on a podcast right now <laughs> yeah. it's a game of chance like right. it was it's i'm not smarter better more pause like you know what I, I don't know. That's the way I I think it's I think generally like my world universe view is like we have far, far, far less control than we would like to think. But I don't know. At the, at the same time, that can be a dangerous worldview to go down because it can lead to a very fatalistic and defeatist outlook. But also, I don't know, something just intuitively kind of like resonates with me but you know i think free okay here's the thing i think free will exists to some extent i don't think we're born with it though i think it's something you have to work at and i don't think it's like no one ever reaches like a constant state of free will i think it's like it's like a shifting just like nebula where it's just like Mm -hmm. yeah you were like acting from free will for like 10 days (laughs) but then like you know you fell into certain habits or certain patterns or certain grooves and a lot of them i mean you know they have like these very like economic structural like huge things so i I think free will is possible just to make it clear i think free will is possible i just don't think it's a given and i don't think that we're just or at least like the world that all of us are born into it's just like not something that's just like granted to you i think you have to like do a lot of stuff to maybe actually achieve something close to it. But even honestly, like deep down, like I'm kind of, <laughs> uh, but even that's probably a little like an illusion, just a little, 
But, you know, at the same time, that, you know, it's another thing where, like, some people, and I've met them, some of them are my close friends, where, like, they truly, deeply disagree with me, where they just, like, deeply, intuitively, it's like, dude, my soul is just screaming, like, that's just wrong. I just know it's wrong. So, I don't know. Are I don't you, know, man. Are you satisfied with your fate? Hmm. Well, I don't know what my fate is ultimately, so I can't. I see. Oh, okay. I but, mean, to be honest, I mean, my—I don't know. I've had, I've had an amazing life. Comparatively, like what it could be. No complaints, dude. Ultimately, like, but you know, my ultimate fate—I don't know what that is. I have no idea. It's a dangerous place to think if you do know. Well, I don't know. Maybe not. Because some people, well, no, nah, I can't. See, that's the thing is like, I think uncertainty is a superpower. Where like some people are like extremely certain in positive ways where they're like, no, I'm certain that I'm going to be this and it's going to be great. And that's really cool. In some regard, I envy it. But also... I don't know, man. That's like a very rigid thing that you're placing on the flow of life that may not even be from anything more than like your ego or like some just, it's just an elute, like it's a fantasy. It's mm -hmm. not like, so. Because some people are certain of their jokerishness or they're just, they have this mission to just cause as much chaos and destruction uh, in other people's lives. It, it, it also goes the other way, you know. Hmm. Yeah, well, you know. Some people are right. not trying to bring joy and peace and connection, you know, not at all. Uh, right. And whether that's a bad habit <laughs> or that's just like who they actually deeply are, I don't know. I think there's some people, that's another thing that that was like a really uh, informative experience is just meeting people who are like actual black holes, like people. Well, and like, look, ultimately I love all people. I ha I extend compassion to all of us, but you know, there's some people who's, well, I guess I'm just talking about like, you know, meeting and having like some relationship and not even romantic, it could be friendship, but with someone with who might have like a genuine, like personality disorder where they're like, I don't know. That's a very scary thing to me. Like that's like far, far more scarier than a fucking little like crawling monster is like meeting someone with truly no regard for the consequences of their action. Like that's horrifying, <laughs> but that's also to some extent what I saw a little in my own self when I told that really bad lie. Mm -hmm. And so that's, I don't know, that also really fucked with me. And I, that's also why like, I was like, well, shit, dude, I don't know. It wouldn't, it wouldn't take much. Well, it, it, it would. It's just circumstantial. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this has been a very fascinating and and, and engaging discussion, Estevan. Well, I really deeply appreciate, uh, yeah, talking with you. And this was a blast, man. Is there anything else you'd like to, to share with us today? Uh... I don't know, man. I, you know, part of me is like, oh, you go to self-promote, but dude, I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Ultimately. No, I mean, I don't know. Uh, uh, love your, love your neighbor. Send your parents a nice message or something. Yeah. <laughs>
All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Estevan. Well, thank you so much for having me. It truly was a good time. We're going to close this show out with a brand new song Estevan released yesterday under Chaz Matador. This one's called Bone Cage. Thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Sam RV, signing off. I'm the ghost in the bone cage, noting how his soul tastes. Probably with a gold gold whenever there's a cold haze. Whole day spent trekking in a stone maze. Don't break, never so close to flame, most hey. Or at least treat like a beast thing from a known plague. It's a steep feed if you hold eggs. Mostly intact, but the craniums is cracked. The fire gets higher when the stadium is packed. And the brains is smashed while the mania collapse. A day-to-day surreal when anybody acts. Like the Matrix with the biggest tombs, undoubtedly a fact. Our greatest days behind us, stupid with a match. Me with a match and half a daffodil I'm data still the saddest adaptation of a hands kind of overskill Bad off the kill Out of lamp or out of filth Cause the bill inside the mouth of the power of a zilch Catch me with a match and half a daffodil I'm data still the saddest adaptation of a hands kind of overskill Bad off the kill Out of lamp or out of filth Cause the bill inside the mouth of the